Welcome everybody to Campaigns and Concoctions, where we are a bunch of delectable dirt bags. Drink and play TTRPGs. I, I had to change it up a little bit and be a little bit more positive this time. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this adventure of cooperative storytelling. Um, as always, if you would like to join us in a more real-life setting, you can click on the link down below in the show notes, pointing continues. Um, I, I don't know how that became the thing, but I'm happy it did. Um, our, all of our interwebby things are down below in the show notes. There you can join us on Instagram, on Discord. Again, Discord is becoming more and more hoppy, and it makes me very happy. We've got a couple of people who are really, really engaged, and I really enjoy them. You can even talk to people from some of our favorite distilleries, um, which is super, super cool. Um, before we get into delicious drinks, um, do we have anything that anyone wants to pitch? Um, speaking of delicious distilleries, uh, Balmer Peak is having a release party uh, this coming Friday. What you day is that? What date? I think the 17th? Sounds so that right. would be so unfortunately by the time you hear this, this will have already happened. Yeah. Fair. But the reason they're having a release party is because they're releasing new kinds of booze. And I have a feeling it will still be there if you go afterwards Ooh. and you can get some of their anniversary uh gin or some of their anniversary whiskey. Um, whiskey or rum. There no. you go. So go to Balmer Peak. You by the time you hear this, their release party will have already happened, and I'm assuming that John and Curtis will probably be there. <laughs> John may be may not just because he's working. Which also go see him, as always. Hang out. Um, but uh, yeah, go go support if if you are local to the Denver area. Go to go to Balmer Peak. If you are not, go support a local distillery because yeah. even if they're not great right now, they may get great later. Right. So. So that's a cool thing. Um, anything else before we roll into deliciousness? Um, I will just shout out the fulfillment of the Old Gods of Appalachia TTRPG. I just got their limited edition book and a bunch of other extras, and it's all gorgeous and pretty, and I will try and talk these fools into playing it at some point. We will see, but it is very happy to have waited as long as I did for all of that to come in because it's stunning and and i will try and get photos up on our instagram just to show it off also if you're not listening to old gods of appalachia and you listen to podcasts you are wrong there's there's no other explanation of that you are wrong it is deliciously creepy and awesome so yeah um yeah so with that what are we drinking my friends uh matt go first okay so i made a Manhattan riff type thing. We're all shocked. I'm going to start calling um, him Matt Hatton. <laughs> I'm in Manhattan. Uh, so this uh, this one, it's uh, Lock & Co. Rye. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then, uh, so two parts Lock & Co. Rye, uh, one part Montenegro, one part... Curtis, what was that? Cinnamon McCord you gave me? Bechorovka. Whatever Bechorovka. Curtis just said, and then I did a dash of orange bitters because it was way too much fucking cinnamon without the orange bitters. Bechorovka is from the Czech Republic. Sounds accurate. Oh, no wonder I like it. Otherwise known as Chechia now. Yeah. The is Czech Republic, just for clarification purposes. Someone who was told they were German when they're actually Czech their entire life. I did the research and I'm like, I'm like, no one was from not Prague. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no one's one. German. No. It was Germany then. Yeah. No one's German. Yeah, none of us are German. <laughs> it's amazing. 
All right, John, what you got for us? Uh, I also made a, a Matt Hatton. Um, I did two ounces Nova Fogo barrel aged cachaça. Uh, I did half an ounce of uh, gargoyle Amaro and half an ounce of Averna. Uh, four dashes of Peychaud's and a dash of chocolate bitters. And I put a cherry in that bitch. Because cherries cherries soaked in booze are delightful. Yes. Also, when there's chocolate bitters in it, it makes it even better. Yeah. yeah. I almost I almost did the chocolate bitters, and I was like, Ooh. no, I'm going to not do the chocolate bitters. I I'm don't blame you. I, I have started relying on chocolate bitters in my Manhattans way too much. I'm not going to lie. Uh, quick, quick side note. Come into Hey Kiddo and have me make you a Manhattan. I have lacto-fermented cherries right now, and they're fucking amazing. They're so good. I am they're... now going to start adding chocolate bitters to my Manhattans. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. I need to learn how to lacto-ferment cherries because they're boozy cherries straight out of the gate. Yeah. And then we've got something happening in the background as I look at Curtis's very broad back. It's quite it's quite a sight. What are you drinking, Curtis? Um, this one I didn't I didn't come up with a name yet for it, but it's a hot drink. Uh, three ounces of apple cider. Uh, I did two and a half ounces of the Aspen gin from Balmer Peak. Then I did a half ounce of the Becherovka cinnamon liqueur. And then I did uh, three quarters of an ounce of Chinar, nice. dash of Angostura, some saline. I did elderflower liqueur or elderflower syrup and a and a half ounce of apple cider vinegar and then it wasn't quite enough citrus. Yeah, not enough so acid. It, uh, not enough acid, so I added a I added a wedge of lemon, squeezed it, rubbed it around my face and then dropped, <laughs> dropped it. Dropped <laughs> it. Rubbed it all over my body and then dropped it in. You guys want some? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Mm. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, with all of that being said, unless I'm not missing any drinks, am I? I think we're good. No. All right. With all of that, the Ooh. last time that we met was fairly much, just pretty much a shopping episode with the exception of, um, wow, I'm drawing blanks on, on names. Um, Patrice, just yeah. date. Yeah. <sighs> Patrice got a date with Frankie. Yeah. Get to be doing some brunch at some point. So that's very exciting. We got the rest of um, Skald's outfit from uh, Master G, yeah. which is always fun to, to role play as him. And then, yeah, and Frankie. And that was pretty much, I believe, it. And then as they finished up, you guys were wrapping up and, and heading down from the night market. Um, so as the six of you... Um, are heading down to the to the ground level. What are you doing? Is there anything else we want to do before we get to the floor? I think we're on the way. Charles, that's not for you. Hey. <laughs> Unwrapping cookies so the mic doesn't hear them and the dog's like, ooh, mine. Yeah, these um, are clearly for me. Right, either the mic or the dog will hear the cookies. Yeah, one, one or the other is getting cookies. Carl. Yeah. If, if we don't have anything else, I think. So we're gonna leave in the morning, right? Yeah, I think we're Let's we'll go it. that way. So I know I'm not 
for everyone. Can we do some theatrical entrances to the fort tomorrow? Yeah. Mostly, I just want to jump off the boat in the middle of it. Yeah. If we have to. Are, are you going to jump off the boat with us this time, S-Way? Sure. Yeah. Last time, you, you didn't seem to trust me. Which, you know, is somewhat fair. Uh, just want to make sure yeah, nobody died nobody, first. Nobody, nobody died last time, so yeah, yeah, I, I you, think it's you, probably fine. Patrice. You got a data point now. You're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just need the one. We still need to find pigs for me to bunch. Uh, we should do that before we go to bed tonight. Pigs <laughs> or gods? Yes. Pigs first. We have, we to, have, figure to, measure, out. Yeah, we have to measure force first. We have uh, to figure out how pigs, many sarks it's going to take gods. to kill a god. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. These sarks it's going to take to kill a god. We have so many good t-shirts today. So <laughs> we're, we're benchmarking. If it takes more than one Three. punch from Sark to kill a pig, I'm not saying it will. Saying if, do we then count sarks in units of pigs? We're, no, mm. no, because or is it pigs to sarks? The, the pig is the pig can be dead or not already. Oh. It's how much force it takes to blow the spine out the back. Gotcha. This is because I can do that scientific that's, measurement, and that's yes. one sark. That's one sark. Yeah. <laughs> I still think I can do it. But we know he's gonna punch the spine. Well, I'm just saying. I feel like, like, what if it takes two punches to punch the spine out of the back of the pig? See, the thing. So that just means is... pigs have a resistance of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only the only problem I have is that, like, Sark, I've seen you punch several things so far, and like you're getting better at punching. I I don't feel like we can we can refer like a Sark is a is not a universal constant. It is a... A sark is, a sark is just a label we're putting on a certain amount of force. Yeah, and, that, and that certain gotcha. amount of force is variable, and I'm down with it. <laughs> right. That's I needed a name for it, and his was yeah. being absolutely... <laughs> I also haven't tried to punch through anything. I try to keep most of you organics in one piece. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's easier to clean up that way. I mean, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> Also, questions are occasionally better answered by someone who's not dead. Or in pieces. I mean, in pieces is arguable, but not dead is pretty critical. Yeah. Not necessarily. It's just harder and more expensive. Yeah. And grosser. It's grosser. A little bit grosser. They got got priests for that. Yeah. They don't do it for cheap, though. No. Easy. No, they really don't. (laughs) Expensive assholes. Maybe not easy. Simpler. But also, once they're dead, they can't lie to you anymore. Uh, they don't usually lie to me when they're alive. Yeah, but you never know. I know. <laughs> Just because they say the same thing over and over. Mm. I know. <laughs> so we headed over now? It's now the right time? Do we go to the boat? Do we make an entrance? Morning, right? Morning? We can do pegs after we go get this done. Hopefully the manager will have us information for his list. Eventually, as Sark points at Skull. That would be nice. I've got some killing to do. Sounds good. We should stop by the stop on the way back and order the pigs. Just to make sure they're here when we get back. Five? That's a good start. Okay. I'll buy the pigs since you bought the warehouse. <laughs> Is it, um, 
did we we run this past Cookie first before we do it? Because like they're not getting delivered to the boat. We have a whole tower to store shit in. <laughs> we have a whole tower to store shit in. Right? <laughs> right. We have a tower. The the one we've been staying in. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is the manager cool with you? I sarking think. some pigs. He's I'm done more questions on the tower. <laughs> I, I just, I have a feeling that, like, until until it requires his attention, he probably doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got that vibe. Yeah, that's, the, that that that's pretty, pretty much what I was told. As long as I don't actually break anything. Just just walk in inconspicuous with, uh, uh, with just be like, hey, yeah, did you get my order of five pigs, huh? But then, there's not a room aside for me for the weird shit. Okay. You have a weird so shit. So I don't break it. Well,. They didn't want to explode anything important. So they gave me an empty room. Skeld, have you ever had a weird shit room? I've had a weird room. <laughs> I think it's different kind of shit, though. Okay. That room's there, too, but in a different place. <laughs> okay. So. Sounds good. Let's go. Let's go. What's in a weird shit room? Yeah, <laughs> let's go make an entrance. First entrance, first thing. Entrance first. And then we'll go pick up pick up the product, take it back to the man or order the order your. We'll put the order in before we go to bed, so it's here no. when we get back in case Sounds we need good. to have downtime. Not at all. Before finding his people to ask questions of. Okay, let's go. <coughs> I start walking the wrong direction. I, let him. Grab, <laughs> I grab him by the uh, by the back of the collar of his shirt, and I just like do like in the cartoons where you just like redirect the person in the opposite direction, <laughs> <laughs> without him stopping walking. You know, I'm gonna see how far he got first before yeah, he really I didn't know. know where he was going. <laughs> I know you were. As that's happening, I'll mage hand, just you know, the finger pointing in the right, right. direction <laughs> in front of Patrice. Just the entire way to where oh, we're going. Boat. The boat is over here. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, the boat's still attached to the tower. The tower hasn't moved. All right, let's go. I love the fact that Dustin just decided those things are happening, and now they're officially canon with the, the rooms and the and the weird shit. And because he's not wrong, <laughs> like <laughs> as he's saying these things, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You put them somewhere where they can't do any damage. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And that like makes so... me sad now. <laughs> Sark would go to probably not the head cook, but someone who works in that area to be like, hey, we need this. Don't bug anyone higher than you. And then just well, give them the amount of money. So I would say that there's there's probably some sort of like acquisitions manager that y'all that those of you who work in this space that, that that you and L work in would go to if they need stuff while you're there at the in the tower. So um, that's what we'll say. This you and you know who this person is. It's probably another tiefling woman because it's the manager, um, and you're able to get a five, order five pigs. Yep. Um, let me see here. Um, I'll figure out some some money here. Price for pigs in the player's handbook. I don't think there is, but please, someone find it for me. It's one plot of pig. There is a similar to one plot of puss. (laughs) 
Do you have anything soft to throw at you? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think it needs to be soft. <laughs> I know for a fact there's a trade trades goods. There is, but I didn't. I don't. I don't recall seeing any animals in it. But there might be a while. Dead. Would you say it's worth about as much as a pony? Or do you think it's more like a donkey or a mule? Or, uh, I guess a camel's a bit too big. You know, just call it a, you want to call it a donkey or a mule? How much? Eight gold. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, there you go. Eight times five. You know, I could get close. Forty-five? Oh. All right, I dropped 50 gold on the counter. Okay. It's one of those things that, like, you're actually going to spend more for a donkey or a mule normally because, like, there's more practicality. Yeah, there was more. Yeah. But it sounds sounds right. Eight gold seems way cheap for a donkey or a mule. I mean, you also got to consider that, like, the D&D handbook gold value is, like, more accurate to, like, medieval, yeah. early renaissance where gold yeah. is... Like most peasants won't see gold ever in their lives. You and know? you guys are bi literal billionaires. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're also in a city, and things cost more in the city. Yes. So yeah. it's probably parked up like three yeah, or four times. Absolutely. It's got to come fine in with from a farm. For people's work I, and yeah. labor, since I don't have to gut and do everything else. Yeah. Peg, I just get to punch it. Wait, it's already going to be gutted. That doesn't tell you much. You need a fresh killed pig. Ooh. That way you can punch its spine out through its guts. Yeah, it's going to make a mess, but how do you really know? Well, we need to compare it to something that's humanoid in dimension. So you got to slim it down a little bit first. So, but I'm going to... No, exactly humanoid. So, I need Sark, L, and Skull to roll nature checks for me real quick, because we're about to get real weird here about some shit that, that Morgan knows. Yes! This is my well done, Morgan. Of all time. <laughs> well done, Morgan. That was the exact right call. Y'all need to roll matrix checks for this combo. That's even better. It's an intelligence, not a wisdom base. That makes because me happy. Also, this is going to be a two-hour conversation. Woo! My plus four got me to a ten. Okay. Twenty. Okay. Three. <laughs> so L knows this. And so uh, please don't cancel me, Internet. I know this from my time in the service. <laughs> Please do not cancel me. Um, you know that the closest thing in on four legs to the internal organ makeup of a human being is a pig. Yeah, so yeah. like that would be things that doctors, that medics and all those things use to train before they go to human bodies. So you would know that what Skald is saying is actually is very much accurate if you were going to actually try and test what it would be like to punch someone's spine through their body. Yeah, I've patched up pigs so and goats, so. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we'll start with the dried ones and then get one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Later. Yeah. And see if there is a difference. I mean, there's got to be, you know, somebody who sells unbutchered recently slaughtered pigs. Maybe you it's go to the butcher and be like, hey, do I have a deal for you? Yeah. Skull, I'll pay the same price. I will debone the pig in one punch. Right. <laughs> Skull, don't you do that thing that you snap your finger and like suddenly you're clean? I, yeah, would I that, can. Would that work for like a rope? I sure can. Oh, right. I can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Actually. <laughs> yep. 
Mm-hmm. I just learned how to do that. I forgot about that. I still don't want to clean it up, though. That's fair. We, we can tell. Yeah. That's a denotation to some, like, whatever off of L. Uh, some new. grease. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he's already got grease on his brand new clothes that he put on two hours ago. <laughs> and he hasn't been anywhere near a machine shop, but he's still got grease on it. He reached into a pocket on his yeah, belt. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. It's like a five-year-old. Just Yeah, he's just always got chocolate on his face. Yeah. Somehow he's always got chocolate on his face. Or jelly. On, honestly, I think that would fit L anyways. Yeah, he's always got something on him. It's, yeah, it may be grease, it may be chocolate, it may yeah, be. it might be peanut butter. <laughs> and he's got plenty of pockets to keep a napkin. Doesn't <laughs> no, doesn't do that because he does. He does have a, use that nap that pocket for more snacks. Yeah, I was gonna say he does have a PB and J pocket. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Who doesn't? PB and J pocket. Hair. That's the top pocket. People that are allergic don't PB and J pockets. No, they still do. do. You keep snacks in your hair. No. Huh. Man. I bet you could hollow it out and keep snacks in there. Hollow out my hair? Yeah. It's probably, like, really well insulated. <laughs> yeah. It keep... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> thought we were going to the, make an entrance, and then go to bed. Morning. The morning. morning. The morning. Sounds good. Let's go to bed. <laughs> you want to make sure there's enough light for your entrance. If you're going to make an entrance, you got to do it right. At dawn? <laughs> Yeah. Should we tell... He doesn't wake up at dawn. Wait, at dawn? (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there at dawn? No, We're not getting there at dawn. No, No, we need to make sure... Dawn's a time. Uh, Just need to make sure there's enough that there's light inside wherever we're landing. So not dawn. So it has to be up a little bit. Well, if we're coming in from above, why don't we land at... Why don't we come in at high noon? And that way, we'll be in the sunlight as we fall in on them. We'll just appear out of nowhere suddenly. It does leave more time I for breakfast. I did ask theater. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Noon it is. <laughs> Not that I was getting him up before that anyways. And Skeld's like, man, that was really fast thinking that <laughs> it would be better for our entrance because we'd be coming out of the sun. I'm really looking forward to a bacon sandwich and some coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like it just like it's tactically sound, yeah. however. Yeah, yeah it, has, it has less to do with your knowledge of Top Gun Maverick School and more right. to do with your favor for bacon. Hey, look, I am a sky pirate. <laughs> Two things can be true at the same time. No it is both tactically it. sound. It's also tactically sound that I don't have a rumbly tumbly. Alright? <laughs> what else is tactically sound? Breakfast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be going into a fight on an empty stomach. At least not completely empty. <laughs> Empty-ish. You're not wrong. We'll have lunch after the battle. It's like it's like going swimming. You want to wait for at least three hours after you eat. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to do war until at least two to three hours after you eat. Yeah. Well, we might be fighting before, but that's not the intention. We're just gonna show up unannounced from the sky and hope for the best. That's right. Cool. Don't do don't do war. Just on an empty stomach. Yeah. Now, the context of that sentence changes. Don't do war. On an empty stomach. Right. <laughs> it goes from being this great pacifistic thing that, you know, like this idealistic thing. Don't do war on an empty stomach. Now we're just fucked. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, it was recently the Marines' birthday. I might get that tattooed on me somewhere. But you gotta like have it like on one side of your arm and yeah. on the other side on an yeah, yeah, stomach. Yeah. It's uh-huh. gotta be like a yeah, it's ah! a reveal. It's a reveal. It's tattoo comedic timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got this and blah blah blah, and then I got this and high half of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, get this tattoo. Don't do war. I'll have to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. So, I love it. I love it. I, I had you guys too too loud, and you guys were clipping pretty. Much. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> like and that was the funniest thing you've said in months. That was great. <laughs> really good. It was pretty good. Um, so the the pigs have been ordered. The tactics have been discussed, and at this point, the the warm, comforting beds that have been offered to you by the manager are calling to you. The sun is set. The you watched a beautiful sunset, um, you know, on the top of the building. If you wanted to, if not, you could have just been hanging out. There's a great bar in the tower that I'm sure you all found. Um, <laughs> you know, it definitely does. So uh, at this point, you guys wake up the next morning, and I think we're gonna. St- cut this segment a little bit early just because that's a good stopping point and we'll come back um getting onto the ship when we get back campaigns and concoctions everyone where we have um, officially just claimed our love of family jones house uh gin and house vodka go buy some right now pause this go buy some yeah and then drink it while you listen to the next half of this yeah um so yeah so my friends what are we drinking Mm. what's the new black Uh, john's vaping so i guess i'll go um uh so i made a another beverage uh i did I, I should probably name this one because it's really fucking good. Yeah, um, it is really good. Uh, so we'll think about that. Um, so I did. Uh, it's two parts ransom gin, old Tom gin, yeah. old ransom, old Tom gin. Yeah. Uh, and then I did uh, one part uh, Aperol, and then one part what was the name? Baron Yager honey liqueur. Baron Yager. Baron Yager honey Baron liqueur, which was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't need anything else. No. Yeah, it really. <laughs> like, I made that, and I was like, I, I took a sip, and I was like, Curtis, tell, tell me, I don't need to fuck with this anymore. And he's like, Yeah, don't fuck with that anymore. No, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect just, cocktail. And it's yeah, it's like, legitimately the perfect cocktail. Because if you make that at work, it's really easy to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like three touches done, <laughs> like, like all day. I guys. feel like I could even put this in front of my management, and they'd be like, What's in here? This is really well balanced and. It's got depth and it's got structure and all those words that don't mean anything. Correct. Constantly saying. <laughs> and you just go like, and I'll be like, three part cocktail, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four parts if you count the fucking glassware. All right. <laughs> I love There's it. There's some ice. I yeah. stir it a little bit and then I put it in a glass. <laughs> I put it in a coop without the ice. Uh, you want to go ahead, Curtis? Yep. I made uh, what's called a Bay Ridge, which is a drink by Tom Macy from the 
Clover Club in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. twist. And this drink has two ounces of rye whiskey, half an ounce of dry vermouth, half an ounce of Benedictine, a quarter of an ounce of, we use Slivovitz because they put down prune brandy, and I'm like, that's not the right word. No, it's plum. Um, you don't make brandy out of prunes, weirdos. Goes, uh, two dashes of Angostura, two dashes of orange bitters, and an orange twist. And like, I must say, I've pulled a few peels in my in my time, but oh, like that's beautiful. one of the better one of the better garnishes it I've is, made with an orange. It's an absolutely beautiful garnish. Yeah, go check the Discord, y'all. It'll be up. It is. It is a very pretty, nice light cocktail. Very, pr very pretty cocktail with a very pretty garnish. And then I made a uh, coffee, cinnamon, rum, Manhattan sort of deal. It's sort of, sort of a green really point. Um, but as we all know, what one rum can't do, three rums can. So I did uh, an ounce and a half of plantation overproof. I did uh, half an ounce of Kraken coffee rum. Mm. Uh, and I did a half an ounce of at least part of the black. Another rum. What was it? I think it was Smith and Cross. Yeah, half an ounce of Smith and Cross. Um, and then I did half an ounce of St. George uh, Cafe Nola coffee liqueur. Um, I did half an ounce of Averna. Um, and I did oh no, I'm yeah, half an ounce of Averna and half an ounce of the cinnamon liqueur Becherovka Becherovka cinnamon liqueur from the Czech Republic um and I did uh just two dashes of Angostura bitters I like it um stirred it strained it put a cherry in it it's it's pretty good it's strong it's strong I like it it's all booze yeah Booze and I mean, it's also all booze yes yours is yours is much more delicate I was like I like yours I taste the ethanol in his. Yes. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on a kick recently where I'm like, I'm trying to push the, the boundaries with people, right? So like... How much alcohol can I pack into one drink? Correct. <laughs> How much alcohol can I pack into one drink and get somebody to tell me that they like it? All right? That's where I'm at. So so this is a little bit of a step, but it's quick. So John and I are at the Grand on Friday... And John asks Merlin, our favorite bartender there. Yes. yes. We love Merlin. Amazing human uh, being. Also looks exactly like what you're thinking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right? Like whatever picture is in your head is correct. Yeah. Uh, ask Merlin to make him beer, tattoos, height, everything. His favorite drink that he ever made up with. Mm. And it, he made it for us. And it was a solid fucking cocktail. And I gave Becca great. a sip of it. And she's like, this is awful. This is not balanced. And I was like, I don't want it to be balanced. Yeah. Like Balanced cocktails are boring. Also, you hate Campari. Right. So you weren't going to like that. Also, it was <laughs> a balanced cocktail. It was just balanced in a certain direction. Yeah. <laughs> Give cool. me the word balance. It was like, I want something earthy and kind of nutty. And he was like, I got you. Oh, yeah. Sip this. I had him order this for me. I was like, nice. well, I'm getting Merlin's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I I'm feel very honored now. The next time I go in. <laughs> All right, guys. Cool. Well, thank you. Also, go support. If you're in the Denver area, also go to the Inglewood, Inglewood Grand. The Inglewood Grand. Or their named Scorpio Bar that was just yes. featured in Westward. No and name bar. Yeah, no name bar on university. It's a. It's supposed to be awesome. Unfortunately, I have not been able to go because I haven't been back. But it's yeah, such a cute so. little spot. So when, as honor he's a great guy all right as we now wake up for the next morning yeah. um is there i'm i'm sure i know the answer but is there anything that the uh the six of you would like to do before 
for this half day before you guys get up on the ship. Skald goes to find SOA and Patrice. He drags them both to uh, the closest mess hall that includes liquor. Drags. Yes. Um, he orders everyone uh, bacon, sausage, and egg with cheese on brioche buns. Not bagels? Nope. Brioche buns for this. Okay. Sandwiches, coffee, and the best whiskey they've got that is not smoked. Okay. So that all can be had in the tower? Yep. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So they're in the tower, yeah. There are there's multiple places. The bar that you guys found last night actually will serve that for you. Um, the one of the advantages for those, what? yeah, for those of you who don't work for the manager are finding out that when you are home, he takes care of you. Right. Right. So yeah, that's all brought to you. the The whiskey and the coffee are brought to you first, and then as the sense of bacon and sausage. Um, begin to waft to you is when when the coffee and the whiskey are brought to you. And we just, we mow down and we drink a bunch of coffee and whiskey and we hang out and we chat. And I, I ensure that the conversa- conversation the entire time is light and playful and fun. And we talk about things we like doing and we talk about family members that we hate and family members that we like and friends that we haven't seen in a while. And we don't talk about anything serious or heavy, and we certainly don't talk about the thing we're about to go do around noon. Out of character. You're not attacking the fort. It's fine. Okay. You're not attacking. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> see this, this. This lifestyle does be, you know, just playing in a tavern all night and hoping they feed you. Mm-hmm. What about it? It's not bad. It's not a bad deal. Having money is kind of cool. That's why I spend it when I've got it. How much you still got? Too much. It's it's starting to weigh on my heart. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how about anyone else's? So we got three. The, those three. Um, I'm assuming that um, L's still sleeping. Um, so Sark and Sid, is there anything that you guys are doing? Smoke and do some smoking of the uh, tobacco pipe. Sark, so this, so, hold on, Sark. Before I, I didn't quite catch that. Before you keep that in mind. So, Sid, this is a, a smoke-free building, but oh. they do have spaces available for you, like these really nice, like lounges that are that are kind of balconies that are set aside on every couple of floors. So you have a choice of where to go. You can either go overlook the city, overlook the the lagoon, anywhere. But it's like, and it's the same thing. Like it's it's almost like when you're staying here, it's almost like going to a very high end hotel where they'll take care of you. You know, so it's like you can have a breakfast there as well if you would like coffee. Yeah, Sid, Sid will do some black coffee, um, smoke a tobacco pipe, and have. Uh, I think hash browns or something. Mm. Yummy, yum, some mm. uh, <laughs> and a biscuit, uh, biscuit. biscuit and a hash brown. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and out towards the city and just like she's still just taken so away with with Tinker Mirror and 
all its intricacies and complexion and this manager guy that seems to be over a lot of it um and wonder again how 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 the hell the fuck did she get here <laughs> on a boat but yeah all right sark what you got sark will go and form the captain i'm forgetting his name at the moment mckinsey yes mckinsey like plans ideas what we're planning on doing and the fact that it's probably a stupid idea but we want the theater of it and then practice a swan dive off the first yard arm until it's time to go grab L to make sure he's on the boat in time to make sure we get there in time. Uh, when you say you're practicing off the yard arm, are you are you going all the way down or are you um, practicing like landing on the roof? What was that? Central mast just onto the deck. Okay. Falling like 10 feet. Like it's just the form off the top. Okay. So I was about to say, if you're jumping, jumping, you know, you're you're going down 30 stories. So no. no, he's just trying to get his form off the launch. Cool. Mostly to do something while he's waiting for L to wake up. All right. So um, the two different breakfasts that are being had right now are being had. Um, Sid, the so the view of the city is pretty interesting as, as I know you probably woke up pretty early as you know, your, your former military self is always going to be the sun rises from behind the building. It comes out from over the lagoon. So as you're sitting there smoking your pipe and having your light breakfast, the sun, the light just slowly creeps forward. And it's like this, almost like this line of fire as it goes across the city and as the, the the light hits it, it seems like the city wakes up with it. And you watch as gears and water wheels and all of these things start turning. Smoke begins to billow out of out of smokestacks and steam. And you hear the sounds of life as it and it starts to be getting louder and louder as it becomes this cacophony of sound that kind of slowly waves and hits you as you're sitting outside and it's it's invigorating and intimidating at the same time because there's no city in the expanse that even comes close to the size and the complexity of of Tinkermere. But it's also inspiring at the same time. For Patrice uh, Skjald and, and SOA, it's a very relaxing space to be in, especially after the last couple of months of the craziness that, that y'all have faced. Um, Skjald is... Um, Skjald, can you roll me a performance check real quick? Can. Pretty sure it's a plus five. Should be at least that. Yeah, plus five. It's like, are you proficient? Natural twenty. Drink, motherfucker! Drink, motherfucker! Drink. I have rolled twice. One of them was for shits, as they say in the Czech Republic. The other one was a natural twenty. So, Patrice and 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 Soa, you watch. And you have never just felt so at ease by the the words that are coming out of Skald's face, right? And it's just like at at one point disconcerting, but at the same time so soothing that the disconcertingness kind of flutters away after a while. And you guys feel like you've been doing this for years, and you've been sitting here and, and just being able to to have these conversations that are light and 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 meaningless and meaningful at the same time. 
So as everyone comes from their different directions, eventually kind of slowly making your way with L being the last one to make it back back afloat, a back aboard the, the, the Shirlene. Um, anything else? Are we good to go? Mm-hmm. I'll take that silence as a no. Um, <laughs> um, Captain McKenzie begins the the task of unhooking from the, the manager's dock. And he gets all of you, informs all of you that you need, you should really stay here on, on deck. This is only going to be about a 15 minute trip. Um, very quickly, he tacks into the wind and he catches as you're going north and rises not too far. It's, it's very impressive how well he navigates the the ship right above the roofs of these very tall glass and steel buildings. After about 10 minutes, the height of Tinkermere begins to drastically drop to where it's only one or two story buildings. And then eventually also fairly quickly, the density begins to go away to where it's nearly a, just brown, a couple of houses out in the fields. But out in the distance, straight up to the north, you notice that there is a small brown smudge that seems to be growing fairly quickly, fairly quickly, fairly quickly. And then you watch as the most massive wood spikes that you have ever seen just seem to have erupted out of the ground. It is a wall of what seems to be spikes made out of redwood trunks. And this, you see, forms a wall that surrounds a massive complex of about 30 buildings. And here you notice that you see people in arms and armor walking along the top of this wall, patrolling the exterior of it. And as the ship comes over, you see the heads and eyes turn towards you, but no one seems to be concerned as you get closer. It seems that you have been, they have been warned to await your arrival. But then as you begin to cross over the wall, the eyes begin to take a more suspicious look to them as you, obviously this is not what they intended. And as you get close, you can see that there is a center like square, fairly large, like parade ground. Um, there are a few what looks like troops out there training. Um, how are you all doing this? I want to aim for the center of the square. <laughs> SOA, are you ready? Also, uh, as I mentioned, as I'm grabbing onto the edge of the boat. <laughs> um... From where I'm standing, can I identify an officer? How high up are we? Yeah, great idea. 100 feet? Probably about 100 feet. Can I can I identify an officer overlooking the kind of parade operations that are going on down here? Make a perception check for me, please. Oh, so I am hanging off the masthead. Like, I'm at the front of the boat waiting, just like... Okay. I'm going to do it. (laughs) So you're not able, you can't tell exactly if it's an officer. It may be an officer. It may be a non-commissioned officer, but it's someone obviously in charge. 
Yeah. Right. So you see what appears to be a singular figure on as you're coming up to the north on the west side of this this parade ground. You see a singular figure standing in front of three lines of five as they're going through some sort of swordsmanship training, it appears. Sure. Let's land directly behind that guy. And I point him out. All right. Well, best of luck. And I just jump. I jump immediately after him. <laughs> go, 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 go! <laughs> I'm ready, Patrice, and I cast Dimension Door. <laughs> Excellent. You're gonna get there about five seconds before us. You got probably about a half a second before I land where you're at. Patrice has decided to sit on the edge of the railing and just fall off the back. Just just fall backwards. Like a scuba diver. Yep. Yeah. And then he's gonna he's gonna pick out uh, the remaining three friends of his and himself and cast Featherfall. Uh, which involves the the feather he had in his component pouch as he tickles himself up the middle. You <laughs> <laughs> cast it on yourself and three other people. No, I can cast it on on uh, five people total. So are you not going to cast it on me? No, There's three you friends. Three. One, two, three. Oh, okay, I was like, door, I just fall. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was I like, like I was humanoid like, rocket. I have no way of saving myself. <laughs> I, I just, just jumped. I was probably <laughs> taking Dimension Door <laughs> right, right? And I was like, yeah. I can fuck with Curtis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, I, I need wait. one of you. This yeah. is going to determine where you land. I need yes. one of you to roll a D100 for me, please. Go for it. 89. Okay. So as these... Like you, so the the you guys have practiced this, but you haven't practiced it. You know what I'm saying? So you don't look like a bunch of like Air Force Special Warfare dudes free fall. <laughs> right. It's, it's the opening of Deadpool too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. It's like we fell out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, We're trying to make it look cool now. I'm I'm doing my best Mary Poppins impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> After I land, I am standing up and pulling out my nine brothers medallion. Conversely, I am head down, a fucking spear, ready to go, falling at like 15 feet per second, which is oddly slow. I'm like, <laughs> so, um, and they're like, are you, are you gonna, are you gonna come down here? I'm coming. All right, I'm on my way. You little so shit. as the five of you leap off, it is completely unorganized. One is head down. One yeah. is just kind of scuba diving, falling back first. Uh, uh, Sark just drops, and he's just like thunk lands. Yeah, right. And then, <laughs> but instead of landing behind the what you guys now recognize as an NCO as a sergeant, you actually land behind the troopers that he is training. And you just, and then you watch as everyone just kind of stops and turns and looks at the five of you. And then here comes SOA walking off to the side and be like, what took you guys so long? Because I would have dimension doored where Skill told me. Said to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not on the other side of this entire formation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, 
Excuse me. Those are my friends. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. If I could just get through real quick. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I came here with them. I know it doesn't look like it, but I came here with them. So, and at this point, so, so Sark has got his nine brothers medallion out. And as, as he walks up to you, you, you're seeing what you're seeing is a dragonborn man, fairly thick. Um, and he's got a little bit of, uh, in real world, what would be a Japanese accent. And he speaks common. Um, for those of you from the syndicate, which would be L, Sark, and uh, Skjald, you recognize this as the accent of uh, Sonoba, which is one of the city states. And he comes up and um, he definitely has a command presence. So, um, Sid, you recognize this kind of presence. It's one that you used to 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 have fairly common. And he steps up to you and he says that he is the um, he is the the current sergeant of training. And what the hell did you guys just do? I uh, just jumped off a ship. Did I ever find a hat? I don't think I found a hat. Did I? Spectacularly <laughs> failed at theatrics. Yeah. Is that what you actually said? That uh-huh. That's exactly what Sark says. Spectacularly <laughs> failed at theatrics. Yeah. <laughs> Skeld looks to you and says, We're failing up. Technically, we <laughs> I mean, it was better than last time. Only if you have a very myopic view of dimensions. The ship's up there. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what is up, Sark? What is up? What is time? Climb back to the boat. What is you and what is me? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Sark, Sark, we're, we're, we're here on business for I say the completely manager? in front of this dude. <laughs> yeah, all three of us have been completely like, looked at him. El said, we jumped off the boat and then just completely ignored him for the rest yeah, of the conversation. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> So he he introduces himself as first sergeant. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. Shiroma Meji. Shiroma Meji. Mm-hmm. And I apologize if someone out there in the audience can can understand my mispronunciations. I am sorry. I am reading it. I don't necessarily know if I'm getting it right. How do you spell Meji? M-E-I-J-I. Meiji. Meiji. Thank you. Um, but he um, he says that he is the senior training sergeant of the um, Tinker Mirian Foreign Legion. And that he would love to take you. Who is it that you need to sit, speak to? Whoever can get us into what was found underneath this fort. I saunter up to him and I put my elbow on his shoulder. And I say, I've got to be honest with you. I'm mostly along for the ride, and I don't remember what we're doing here. How tall are you? Uh, my height. Yeah, um, you're not putting your 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 elbow on his shoulder. Like yeah, no, no, dragonborn. No, no, I put my elbow on his shoulder. <laughs> Matt, stand up. <laughs> I saw up to him, and I go. You know, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know what we're doing here. I love that I'm here to be used as a prop. You're more than a prop to me. And I, I pull a flask out of out of one of my many pockets and I offer it to him, and he declines. No, he doesn't. Oh no! Oh he no! Take, 
Excellent. <laughs> he's well, a soldier, dude. I pound up. Well, he's on duty, though. Uh, <laughs> I defer to your knowledge. As he takes his sip, <laughs> I pound on his chest a couple times. I take the flask back. I take a sip. I turn to my comrades and I go, we're going to be okay. <laughs> we're here so for after, the- after you pound on his chest, he's going to give you what he thinks is a friendly pound on the chest. Yes. <laughs> what do I roll? I don't think you're rolling. I think you know what your AC is. <laughs> no, it's going to be contested strength strength checks. Oh, great. Not dexterity? <laughs> nope. Weird. <laughs> All right. You're fine. I rolled a 14. Natural one. Oh! Yay! He pounds on my chest. He pounds on my chest, and I go, it's great to meet another comrade. You you do feel it, right? Oh, yeah. But you can tell that he just completely missed and caught yeah. you like with, with the back of his wrist. Yeah. And I'm not a, I'm not sad about it. Because this dude is chonky, but yeah. in very much bodybuilder way. Yeah, yeah. He's like a strong, strong man, yeah. Yeah. So he says, "If y'all will follow me," and he uh, he whispers to one of one of the troopers, and the, that trooper takes up to the front, and they begin going through their their motions again. And as as he's walking, you know he's um, he seems to be a fairly gregarious guy, chatting with y'all. He's like, "Hey, I recognize a few of these accents. Where are y'all from? What y'all up to?" You know, it, but with it, that very you know. It's it's not very detectable, but from those of you who think it's there, it's a little bit different flavored of common than you guys are used to. Yeah. Uh, and he's just he's one of those, and he doesn't even wait half the time for your answer. He just keeps going. You know, yeah, yeah. hey, where are you from? Oh, they, you know, I, you guys sound like you're from here, oh, but you know, some of y'all sound like you're coming for very weird. Hey, you know, uh, welcome though. Have you ever been to Camp Ferocity before? No, you haven't. I don't think you have. You you don't look familiar. I've been around for a very long time. You know, he's one of those guys. So, so he's basically uh, Obi from Loki. Kinda, yeah. Where he's just uh, continuously talking and answering his own questions, or not getting answers and moving on. <laughs> and so, um, but but the with a distinct air of authority to him, mm-hmm. right? So, and you guys are just enthralled by this this one sided conversation that y'all are having. And the next thing you know, you find yourself in um in front of a fairly um ornate building which kind of doesn't fit with the rest of the kind of austere you know motif of of camp ferocity um but what you have you see is um a fairly large two-story columned front building um and he says that this is the headquarters of the tinkermerian foreign legion and if I could get everyone to make a perception check for me real quick. At some point, Sark 16. wants to bring up boxing with this group. If the <laughs> Legion okay. still boxing. Perception? I heard a 16 from somewhere. Same. Yo. 22 for Sid. Okay. It's got to be a 16, right? Perception? Six, uh, yeah, 16. Got Curtis, 
I got a 15. My passive is a 19, oh. if that matters. Yes, it does. Thank you. My lord. How I missed you. I got a 13. I didn't miss it. No? No. Weird. No, I'm good. Weird. I'm okay. So, so L is the only one who's not really paying attention to what's going on. But as the um, the six of you are walking through the camp, other than being enthralled by um, Sergeant um, Meiji's, Meiji, say it again for me. Meiji. Meiji, thank you. Sergeant Meiji's, or First Sergeant Meiji's um, speech. What you do notice is that the majority of these troops are not native to Tinkermere. So you're not seeing a lot of halflings. You're not seeing a lot of, a lot of gnomes. What you're seeing is humans, Asmar, uh, dragonborn, goblins, and the the rare occasional uh, um, drow. Um, you do see the occasional of the the natives to Tinkermere, but it's mostly uh, the species that are not native to the city. So, real quick note on the pronunciation, because Nate was was asking. Uh, Meiji, uh, M-E-I-J-I, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Meiji is the name of the last emperor of Japan before the industrialization. Mm -hmm. He's the Meiji emperor. I've actually been to his shrine and thrown coins to his spirit. Um, uh, and his, uh, he was, uh, so The Last Samurai, the movie mm -hmm. The Last Samurai is based on, uh, Saigo Takamori who was the last samurai dedicated to the Meiji Emperor. Um, that's why I know how to pronounce the name. I do not pretend- Because of Tom Cruise? No, no, because of Saigo Takamori, uh, <laughs> who I've been obsessed with since I was seven. Uh, There's some really good books about, about the actual last samurai, which was not that it was actually someone in in his court i just finished reading one it was beautiful so saigo takamori who was the daimyo of satsuma prefecture down in the south of japan who waged a war against industrialized japan and against his own emperor despite the fact that he took care of this emperor since he was a small child and considered him one of his best friends it's a whole fucking thing but I don't pretend to know how to pronounce Japanese words. I do know how to pronounce Meiji specifically because of this story <laughs> so, that yeah. I'm obsessed with and whose shrine I did visit during the time that I, I, I spent two and a half days in Tokyo and I was like, I will not leave until I visit the Meiji Emperor's Shrine. And, and, and also, there are walls mm -hmm. of barrels of sake on the way to his shrine, literal, like, 40 foot tall, 150 foot long. That, walk that is a podcast for another day. It's the coolest shit ever. No one's ever drank this sake. I want to drink it so bad. Okay. 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 Anyways. That is, that is a podcast for another day. If we ever get to Sonoma, it'll all make sense. Uh, it is better. I don't know what. I did the same it is thing. better. Now yeah. I've, now I've lost my, my track. Sorry. Uh, last thing I heard was goblins. Oh, that's right. We were talking about the the people. So, building up. You so it's it's especially for those of you who the two of you who are native kind of native to Tinkermere. It is a little bit. It's it's not uncommon to see them, but not in this concentration. Um, you have heard stories and talk of the Legion because it's it's the essential. It's essentially the national defense force of Tinkermere but it's just not something that is fairly commonly seen. They stay within the camp, except for when they're out doing their things. 
Um, and as First Sergeant Miji is um, leading you on, he opens the doors and he gets you right inside the door and you watch as he waves someone over and there's a young trooper that comes um, to you to and he says that um, that you were to be take he's gonna he, said, he instructs this trooper to take you to the commander's office and he says I hope to see you all again but now I have work to do and he walks right back out I definitely look at him like boxing 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 and then you watch as the first sergeant stops turns around and says when you get done with everything that you're doing and he's looking at you Sark uh-huh. you come see me <laughs> Sark just claps and walks away <laughs> as as they walk opposite directions I just shout back at his back can, can I come too and I want no response <laughs> no there is one but it's not it's not what you would think it's just purely a thumbs up in the in the distance perfect perfect and and scout is like that's not encouraging <laughs> yeah it's fun yeah it's good times it's good times he sized you up when he hit uh, yeah he was like he was like i missed but this dude's frail <laughs> sark's gonna be so happy if he gets his shit mixed by this dude he's right like, oh, yes. this was amazing it's been a while since you had your clock clean so uh-huh. like every time i got knocked out when i was fighting when i was like i want to hang out with that dude more <laughs> all right so this this troop um takes you upstairs to the um to the he's kind of in tucked in the back and it's the a set of wood double doors and um he is he knocks on the doors and it opens up and you see this massive massive room of um just like kind of like very simple yet very sophisticated um looking um just decor um you see along both walls what appear to be trophies from campaigns and above each of these trophies are small flags with um they're kind of um squarish with little notches in them for those of you who've seen who've seen the guidons that's what they look like the flags off of a guidon um and they have unit information on them and at the end of this this massive room is a very large wooden desk sitting behind it is a I would say what appears to be a middle-aged drow woman in full uniform um, for those of you who have seen seen it the this kind of working dress uniform that she wears appears to be very similar to that of the French Foreign Legion engineers um, minus the apron, but the axe is right there. So for those of you, you can go Google that, please. The French Foreign Legion engineers, it's, it's fucking, it's gorgeous. Um, and she stands up and she introduces herself as Brigadier Sophia O'Mara. And she is, she is the, um, the commanding officer of the entirety of the Tinker Marion Foreign Legion. Mm. That was Amara. Um, Omara. 
Omara. Uh, a. Sophia Omara. Mm-hmm. Delightful. They look very fresh. Uh, they bet they should be. They look very fresh. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> you totally those, <laughs> those imported French people look very French. It's one of my favorite uniforms of all time. Not bad, that's for sure. I've seen a lot worse. I mean, the apron, you seen North Korea? The apron's legit, dude. It is. Well, and everything on that uniform, in, up to and including the axe, has a purpose that goes back to their days um, way back. So, as someone who's spent a lot of time with the Legion, I love those boys. I love those boys. Um, but yeah, she, she walks out in front of the desk and she says you must be the crew that was promised to me to investigate these ruins oh well i've never been promised before did, but uh did, yes we've been sent to investigate the ruins <laughs> did the manager say that we were expected yes yes oh, okay. is there any food around I can get, let me get you something to eat. And she, she just kind of points and you watch as if, if you turn around and watch, you can see like some, some people have been kind of walked out. She says, yes, you were expected. I just didn't know what to expect. I was only told that there would be people coming. Uh, we get that a lot. Yeah. We, we cannot be expected. Patrice, come eat with me. We've done the thing. Now it's time to have lunch. Right behind you. Sophia, can I just <laughs> say, you look stunning. I'm going to make a note here. Sid would use her title. Be Brigadier. Yes. Brigadier? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Brigadier Omara. Brigadier Omar, can I just say, you look stunning. And how can we help you? So, natural 20, because I'm rolling for her reaction. Fuck. Oh, boy. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> drink, motherfucker drink! <laughs> Look, I dropped. Yes. Man, I'm glad I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> this is all backwash. You don't want it. Yeah, no, I, I no. heard how empty it was. Yeah, yeah it's very <laughs> empty. It's very empty. So she she looks you up and down, and for you, Sid, not an offensive way. Like this is something that you used to do when you were still in uniform. And she looks at you, and you can see her bearing change a little bit as she kind of you know the shoulders go back, and she kind of takes that more, um, you know. It's just as you. You look like you've seen a, a, a thing or two. Oh, Maybe more, when this is more, more than a thing or two. Maybe when this is done, you and I can have a have a drink together. That would be fantastic. Morgan. But, yes. I'm sorry. You have hit 20 natural 20s for the campaign. Hey, that's pretty cool. Considering that we've had two natural 20s and two natural ones already this session. Right. So, but she's she uh, after that quick interaction, she kind of leans back against her desk and she crosses her legs out against her, crosses her arms, and she says, "We were attempting to expand some of our more protective regions underneath the camp, as you never know what we're gonna what we're gonna face. There's some." Some interesting rumors coming out of some of the other other nations and other places around Liberarth. And we stumbled upon 
some doors and some hallways that are a bit outside of our expertise. And so we went to, well, let's just say that the manager is one of the greatest patrons of the Legion. He is a guest of honor at our ball every year. He has a long, a long standing tradition of um, supporting the things that Matt, stop laughing because you know things. <laughs> um, supporting us. So whenever we face things that we may not know, we definitely go back to him. So, is there anything that you need to know from me before I put you on the right path? Can you give us any details of what what you guys um, was out of your expertise? There is a, an apparent technology level that is staggeringly more advanced than anything that I, who have lived here in Tinkermere for a hundred years, have encountered. There are lights and sounds and metals that seem to be just outside of the way that we can do things now. We've we've seen a few things. Um, we visit a few ruins. Hell, Sark over here is kind of some of that. I might be from the same time period. Do you have anyone who is proficient in Sylvan, the language? She is not, but she can definitely, she definitely has someone who who is. You, You need a language read? And have someone more dependable than whatever you do. I read things. <laughs> and, you know, what's, what's funny is that, so this is from... No, no. He, he says this from across the room as he's shoving his face full of food, right? Oh, yeah, I'm eating like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm hoping it's Mediterranean food because I'm just mowing down on pita hummus and like shawarma, just fucking Stop crushing, it. you know? Stop it. Yeah, I know, right? Nah, it wouldn't be. Uh, probably. I think it would be closer to like afternoon tea. Like English afternoon tea? Mm-hmm. So it's crumpets? Maybe maybe a touch of Irish tea. Alright, so I'm eating, but I'm like not happy about it. <laughs> not, I'm not thrilled. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm not happy. I'm always happy to be eating. But I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I'm fully engrossed in the conversation that's happening, and I'm eating as a secondary thing, which is different from what I normally do, which is eating primarily and then secondarily being interested in whatever we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what – so, yes. Yeah, so that she does – she says that she has a young officer who um, would be – um, proficient that is proficient in Sylvan. His services could be very useful. Um, of course, we will do our best to guarantee his safety to return him to you to the best of our ability and knowledge of what this <laughs> is. 
I'm more likely to take anything that's coming at him, so just you know that if he goes, I'm probably gone too. Just for that. We might get lightly electrocuted. Other than that, it should be fine. Well, it's, I mean, electrocution's a little bit outside of our norm, but we sign up for some things, so. What about character what, building? What about thumb screws? We have some. Tight. We, we haven't needed those with the ruin bullshit. No, we haven't needed those yet. I could make some if we need them. I can make a lot of things better than that, too. I like the classics, all right? It, <laughs> what's better than that, too. <laughs> I don't disagree. So what's just, interesting as is as you were having this conversation, at no point is... Uh, Brigadier Amara seeming to be concerned about the conversation. Like, she just rolls with it. You know? (laughs) It's a foreign legion! Yeah, that's exactly what I was expecting to happen. (laughs) So, she says... Piracy than what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Fully expecting her not to react to anything we do. (laughs) So, she's... uh, she says, well, okay then. Um, is there anything else that I can provide for you? Directions to the ruins? Other than that, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. She, uh, go ahead. Maybe a spot for our ship to dock. We forgot about that, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we should probably dock the ship. <laughs> oh, I thought they were doing that after we jumped off of it. I will have one of our combat controllers go and direct your ship to a docking point. And then we will. I will get this young officer for you, and then we will. I will have them direct you to where you need to be. What's the the floating lights cantrip? Right, dancing lights, dancing, dancing lights. lights. So we're like they like light up the runway right. using dancing lights. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a combat controller in real life actually d- directs aircraft in your environments, so that's why they have them in here. Dancing lights. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all, all, all Legion combat controllers have the ability to cast dancing lights. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Tell me they can twin it so they can have two rows of four on either side of them. Mm-hmm. They're so they're drow sorcerers. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Welcome to world building as a group. <laughs> the best so, kind. Um, that's where we're gonna leave it off for this session, y'all. Um, just so you guys know, out in the audience, the DM is not feeling too great. He wanted to press through this. He wanted a D and D, but this is about the peak of my limits today. Um, but we want to say thank you as always for joining us on this adventure of cooperative storytelling. We will pick up here next next time with going to explore the ruins underneath Camp Ferocity. Um, if you want to join us in more real life, again, point, 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 point. Um, click on the interwebby thing below where you can get us with Instagram and Discord and all of the things. Um, before we go, do you guys, does anybody have anything, any final notes that they want to share? Uh, I love you. That's always a good one. Well, with that all being said, until next time, drink well. Drink well.